One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle have won. Broncos v the Rabbitohs. Oh, the Rabbitohs versus Broncos. Um, mate, I tell you what, <laughs> the Broncos are looking all right. Oh, you know what's crazy is they had less percent, less percentage of the ball than the Rabbitohs, and they beat them. Like there is no, I, I don't care who you are, even the most ardent Broncos fan, you said they're going to have less percent of the ball with, without Payne Hass or Kurt Capewell. No one would have given Rabbitohs a chance, uh, Broncos a chance. Mate, there is not a single stat that points to the Broncos winning this game. Yep. It it was unbelievable. Uh, I, I won't read them out to you, but go and have a look at it. There is honestly not a single stat that points to the Broncos winning this game. You put that into consideration with Haas out, Capewell. Once again, Staggs was really quiet, mm. and they're, they're just finding other ways to win. Uh, Adam Reynolds, obviously, star of the show we spoke about before, signing experienced halves, and... Fuck, he's been good the last month. Oh, mate. Oh, I, th- I think he's actually gone to a new level. Yeah. Because, like, at the Rabbitohs, he was kind of like, you know, Cody Walker was having an incredible year and Latrell's there. Very hard to be to break out of their shadow. Whereas at the Broncos, he is the man. He, he sort of – he almost became like a role player yeah. at South Sydney. Um, now he's the main guy. He's just – he's so impressive. And we're seeing things that we – you know, we saw from Adam Reynolds when he got Rookie of the Year almost 10 years ago. We're yeah. starting to see that sort of stuff again, which is crazy at the age he's at. And the guy that we've come to know of Adam Reynolds is the role player in that system. I, I've been so impressed with him. Mm. What do you think about this game, Timmy? It was just a real, like, 360 full circle moment for me, watching Reynolds uh, talking about storylines and that with Adam Reynolds going to a new club, the Bunnies being in the grand final last year and just being relentless, battling this year, Broncos in the completely opposite position. We've spoken about the last couple of weeks, you know, we all love here and, and value the importance of an organising half. We can get them around the park. We've spoken about it timeless. Reynolds was the difference in this game uh, and what he's brought to the Broncos has just been immense. I think everyone had high expectations for him going up there, but mm. he's delivered and then some yeah. and it's showing on the ladder, it's showing on the field. Uh, you look how unsettled the bunnies look with Cody Walk had a bit of a stinker and Reynolds was just pulling the strings. Mm. Uh, I loved it, yeah. Yeah, look, well, you know what's crazy is guess where Broncos are on the ladder, guess where Rabbitohs are. Broncos are eighth, Rabbitohs are ninth. Mm. I mean, it just shows you – that's why if you – 
That's why so many clubs make errors where they pay overs for a seven because if you get it right, it can change everything. And so it's, it's that desperation of that position is just so crucial. You almost, you almost guarantee yourself you're not going to win a premiership if you don't have a good seven. Like if you don't have a decent seven, not even premiership, you almost guarantee yourself not even finals footy. It's, it's really the only position on the field where if it's not good, you're guaranteeing yourself no finals footy. Because you, you look at any team that has a bad seven, that, well, not a bad seven, but a seven that's just not doing that well, they're, they're usually in the bottom eight. Like yep. it's, it's yep. really – whereas there are plenty of sides, even in the top eight, where you look at their nine and, yeah, they're solid getting the job done. You look at their six sometimes. Like you could even like uh, Gamble, like I love his energy, I love his effort, but, you know, he's not the most flashy six in the competition. Uh, even fullback, like that's, that's a good position, but it's just that seven. It is just so, so important, so important. And, and I got to the end of that game and sort of thought – Fuck, Adam Reynolds, he was everywhere in that game. I went to have a look at the stats and going back to um, receipts once again with halfbacks is important. He only touched the ball on 44 occasions. Mm. I thought he'd be pushing up into the 80s, 90s. He just, and that's credit to Adam Reynolds. It felt like he was everywhere that entire game, which he was. But once again, credit to Brisbane because it's not like, it it sort of felt like the Adam Reynolds show. But when you have a look at that, like it really sort of wasn't. There was a lot of guys just playing their role. Mate, I want to give a massive rap to the Broncos forward pack. I thought... You know, their average experience is like 40 NRL games or something. Matter of fact, Payne Haas, before Kate Will arrived at the club, is their most experienced forward at 68 games. Payne Haas, so he's 20 years old, he is your most experienced forward. Just, that just shows you that this pack is so young, young and experienced. And like the last thing you want in a pack is youth, really. You want, you want guys with experience to be able to grind through things. Like most, most forwards don't hit their best form until they're like 25, 26, 27. Uh, their defence, I actually think there was a few players in the outside back that probably let the, the forwards down a bit. I thought their forwards were just, they were relentless. Their defence was outrageous. And against a pack, the Rabbitohs pack, that actually hasn't had that many changes to, compared to their premiership um, last year as in getting to the grand final. I thought they were so impressive. Like Paddy Carrigan, for me, Oof, he is yeah. just, he's something special, man. I knew, like I've been singing his praises for a couple of years now, but sometimes a player can hit a plateau and kind of stay there, he has just gone to a whole nother level, a whole nother level without paying Haas for them to do what they did. Like they've got Rabadi, he's at six games. Ricky's at like 30 games. Um, you know, they've got Jensen, who is a, a player that, you know, would struggle to get a contract six months ago or three months ago. He's been fantastic. He's been fantastic. You've even got like guys like Ryan James who aren't in the side. Uh, what do you got there, Matty? I was going to say, for me, the Broncos won the game in the first 20 or so minutes when South were attacking, attacking, attacking. And I think Kobe Hetherington stopped Murray from scoring. I think Herbie uh, stopped Tane Mill from scoring, which was, you know... Kobe Hetherington's tackle on Murray was fucking Crazy. textbook. Yeah. Like, that's that shit that you just go... You put your head in a, a tough spot and you fucking put your shoulder into it. Whereas how often do we see players just stick an arm out like that? Cam Murray's no easy feat to tackle like that. So that was just some examples of the Broncos getting it right and, and forcing some, some errors. We know South's error count was terrible, but um, obviously there were some good force errors there. Well, I just want to... This is why I'm a bit like... I do believe that the Broncos' outside backs probably let, them, let the forwards down a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong, we still had some incredible performances by the outside backs, um, but... So when you look at this, the starting forward pack for the Brisbane Broncos, the entirety of them, all of them made zero errors except for one from Rabadi. 
Then you go look at their backs. So their entire starting forward pack essentially made one error, one error, which is incredible. Then you look at their uh, outside backs. I, th- I thought um, Tomate Martin probably had one of his worst games. Um, yeah, he, he was, you know, made a few errors. He had three errors. Corey Oates had four errors. Staggs had three errors. Herbie Farmworth had three errors. So when you add that up, four, three, seven, um, ten, you're looking at 13 errors in the outside backs alone. Now imagine a world where the, the outside backs, you know, instead of 13 errors, they make six errors. The game goes from, you know, 32-12 to fucking... Yep. Something crazy. Yep. So that's what's so impressive about this side is that the Broncos actually have so much improvement in them. It's crazy. It's cr- I can't believe they won this by 20. Like when you just look stats alone, yep. Yep. it is crazy that it they all won this attitude. by so much. Yeah. It was all attitude. Something we haven't seen in the Broncos for a very long time where they refuse to give in, refuse to give in. If they had lost that game, I would have been happy with it because I'm like, it's all about the attitude, mm. especially the forward pack. I cannot speak more highly of the forward pack one error when you're on your defending your line the amount of times they defended against a pack that was in the grand final last year i think it's incredible i think the error and i'm not 100 percent sure on this but i think the error was just when south had the ball and he stuck his hand out as well so you're basically zero errors zero errors incredible I, i'm i was so proud that i'm lucky enough to have played at the same club that this forward pack that put on this performance Incredible. Yeah, and think, again, back to the old post-contact metre stat, Brisbane with 100 less post-contact metres than the Bunnies, shows us not the be-all and end-all. Yeah. It must be so reassuring for Broncos fans to see that performance without paying Haas because, you know, the, the pack at times in the past few years and that have been underwhelming at times, particularly with you know, pass, Payne Haas in or out. For them to do that without him and Capewell, it'd be like, all right, you know, if Haas does go down and miss an extended stint of footy, footy at all, we can win big games without him in our side. He's not everything to our pack. Um, and they've just been such a frustrating watch in recent years, the Broncos. And I know it's only a relatively short sample size, but their pack have just been so notorious for shit errors, like yep. dumb offloads, yep. just dumb footy. Inexperienced youth. Yeah, to yep. see them put that together with no, effectively no errors across the pack must just be like, all right, you know, we're on the right track. We're, we're growing here. Absolutely. Abs- like, I, I cannot express... Matter of fact, their bench... Zero errors. Like, think about that. What an incredible performance by the Broncos forward pack. I, I just cannot speak more highly of that. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo, I think that what's most impressive for me is he had that kind of game with zero errors. Zero errors. If you've got a Selwyn Cobbo with zero <laughs> errors in his game, that's a scary, scary prospect. Yep. And I think he, ever, ever since those two games where he had like, I think it was like 11 errors in two games, ever since then, he has just improved week on, week in, week out. And when he hit the afterburners, yeah, wow. everyone got a look at how athletic this guy is. The speed that he hit for such a big man was incredible. Absolutely incredible. I'm, um, mate, Selwyn Cobbo for me, if he keeps developing in this direction, we've got something special on hands. It's wild to think where he's come from this season. Like to think how poor he was in the first yeah. two weeks, how poor Staggs was inside him. And you know what? Staggs is an experienced player. I knew he'd turn it around eventually, but. I was a little bit worried about Cobbo after week two. And I mean, it's getting to the point now where Cobbo's outplaying Stags week to week. Yeah, Cobbo's like their best outside back. I think Corey Oates has been great outside of those errors. But yeah, you could say Selwyn Cobbo's their best outside back. Uh, and it shows a lot of mental fortitude. I agree with you. After those two games, I was thinking, let's just put him in Q Cup. Because yeah. I, I see how good he can be. I don't want to ruin his confidence. But he's just blasted through any... 
confidence issues that may have arisen. They just didn't arise. He just killed it the next week. And, and, and I think credit to Kevy too that, you know, two or three weeks ago, testing you went down, he went, okay, who's going to play fullback for me? And I'm sure it would have been tempting yep. to take a confidence Selwyn and put him there, but he made the right decision. He's brought Tamara in, who's been good. Uh, but I just think it's a really good decision as far as the career goes of Selwyn Cobbo to just leave him out. On leave the him on the wing. Yeah. Get him if, a whole season. If Cobbo's the sort of the long-term fullback plan in a couple of years, What's his best position for the next 12 to 18 months? I'd say wing at the moment uh, and then basically see how Herbie continues to develop. And the good thing is you can just swap Herbie and Selwyn. Because Herbie needs to be in the side. He needs to be in the side. But Selwyn in centre getting the ball I think could be pretty scary. But you know what's great about the Broncos right now is that that back line playing the way they're playing is a top-tier back line. You don't really need to make many changes. Selwyn Cobbo's getting plenty of ball. Um, he had 20... How many runs did he have? He had... Yeah, so about 10 runs, and he made nearly 200 metres. Now, obviously, granted, one was that length of the field, but he had nine tackle breaks, 29 post-contact, four tackles, zero uh, misses. So, yeah, look, the Broncos looked incredible. It's just about backing it up. And the good thing is, it's three in a row now. Three in a row. So, regardless of, you know... What's going to happen going forward? You can't. They can't look themselves in the mirror and say, "Oh, we're young. We don't have the ability to do this week in, week out." No, no. You've shown that you can do it. Now it's a matter of this is the standard. Now this is the standard we have to be at. Yeah, big test this week. Obviously, it's Magic Round, so they do get a home game there against the Manly Seagulls Friday night. Huge test. But you know what? I'm I'm confident. Like I yeah, I, I, I really yeah. think that that team playing like that with with outside backs making less errors. Is gives Manly a red hot shake, a red hot shake. Um, anyone else? Is, I do think Billy Walters. I think their nine position probably needs, you know, uh, looking at. Uh, Billy Walters was solid. Corey Pace was solid. But I think if we want to take that next level, I, I wouldn't mind either hoping that they progress further in the next twelve months. If they don't progress further in the next twelve months, I think probably looking at going into the market for a nine. Outside of that, with Selwyn Cobbo at one. Tomato Martin, move him to six if Cobber goes to one next year. Well, that's it. Like, I look at your side and I go, they haven't worked out nine, they haven't worked out six. Mate, most teams that haven't worked out their hooker and six, it's a fucking train wreck. Yeah, it's a train wreck. Absolute train wreck. And they did it all without Haas, which is such good signs for the club. It's good, it's good times for negotiations as well. Like, if they can keep... Obviously, it's one game, you know. We don't get ahead of ourselves. But if they keep playing like this without Haas... Like, it's easier for them to go to Haas and go, look, mate, we can't afford a million dollars, but look at the squad you're in. Like, look what we could yeah. do and what you could yeah. be a part of. There's truly hope there. Whereas, like, 12 months ago, like, Fafita's a perfect example. We couldn't keep him because it was like, where's the hope? There's no hope. We're getting towed up every week. And, like, you, you look, as you've said a few times, you know, if they are going into the market for a Cam Munster, fuck, it would have been harder to convince him to go there last year. Yeah, oh, mate. With the state they're in. You yeah. know, now that they're just showing some ticker and they can hang in games again. And, you know, well, I, they're, they're not back to the Broncos that we all grew up with. Mm. But fuck, they're getting closer to it. Their attitude is, I think. Yeah. Their attitude yeah. is. Like, that. that's what I love. They may not be the Broncos of 2006 and, you know, whatever, but their attitude was. They were under the pump. They, sh- they had no right to win that game. And not only did they win it, they won it by a f- fair margin. So Against a good side. Against a great side. Uh, and, you know, when you look at their bench, they've got – Palacia coming off the bench, Flegler coming off the bench. Like, it really starting to look like a... Tommy Flegler. Jeez, I love the bloke, mate, eh? he's, Ever since he come back from suspension, he's been great. Something like 26 tackles, one miss on the weekend, over 100 metres again in 40 minutes, three offloads. He's just... I oh, he's a gun. Yeah, he really, he really is. He's starting to find his 
niche, like where he fits in the side and what he can deliver. Uh, yeah, Jensen also, he's been one of the best signings of the – not the, one of the best signings, but one of the most underappreciated signings of the year. Well, like we watched him in a trial and, you know, he was running around in that trial with – with tradies in the forward pack, yeah, like he looked good, yeah, but he's just he's gone to another level. He, he's right. been such a handy little pickup, so strong. That first twenty minutes, he's so strong. Like he takes the contact really well. He's good in defence. So, yeah, look, incredible signs for the, the Broncos. It's just now it's about keeping that standard. You just got to keep that standard, and and how much you're enjoying your footy, we can do that if you keep playing like this. It's really that simple. Uh, Rabbitohs thoughts, yeah. Uh, Disappointing game for South Sydney. Um, as I said, all the stats pointed to them doing better than what they should have done. Um, I, I think the the sign, well, or the reported sign, if it is true, of uh, Cody Nicarima arriving there is going to be an interesting one. Um, I, I wonder if the coach does look to maybe shake it up in their halves a little bit moving forward. Oh, I you think reckon? he's been really good. From, from what I've heard... That's what I think is going to happen. As in, like, Cody Walker's shake-up? No, no, as in the halfback, Ilias. Really? Yeah, well, that's just what I've been told, that he's a little bit worried about him getting through the whole season. I was just going to say, I thought Lachlan Ilias was South's only shining light. Yeah, on the I weekend. think Ilias has been fantastic. Yeah, and, I'm and, not disagreeing and I, with you. And yeah. I'm happy, I'm also happy as well, I was going to bring this up later, but I'll bring it up now. I'm happy that he was, he had a good game, because he would have felt so much pressure coming to that, yeah. coming up against Reynolds. And... Yeah, he was the only one that kind of looked like he was going to do anything for South on the weekend. So I'm glad he went good. A very bizarre time because a lot of Rabbitohs fans will point to the errors. And don't get me wrong, the errors did hurt them. But they completed more sets than the Broncos. They completed 32 sets. The Broncos completed 24. Um, And so usually I would be sitting here agreeing. The errors, just got to fix them. They'll be sweet. But I am beginning to get a little bit concerned with the Rabbitohs. I I, I just don't know... There's something missing there, and I don't know what it is. Now, I, they, again, they're the team that you just, you're going to have to judge week to week because we have to remember the Rabbitohs did this last year as well. Maybe not as bad, like, you know, but there was a period last year where some were saying they're not even going to make the eight. So this, this is a kind of club they are. They're very hard to judge week in, week out. They could come out next week and tail a team up. And would that surprise anyone? So I, don't, I just don't know where where to go with the Rabbitohs. Like, do you go down the route of this isn't good enough, something needs to change, or do you have faith that this is just who the Rabbitohs are and they'll hit form when they need to? Fuck, I felt more confident when Wayne was coaching mm. for, as far as them just to find form at the right end mm. of the season, which is what Wayne has done for years. And that's uh, no knock on Demetrio. He's just a Of rookie. course not. Yeah, exactly. I and actually think he's done pretty well for a rookie coach. Very well. And I mean, like, just like... They won possession, they won the completion rate, they had more runs, more run meters, more post contact, more line breaks. I mean, like there was they had they had ten more offloads in Brisbane. There was honestly no reason. They had more force dropouts. <laughs> like it's crazy how it played out. Yeah, they they got uh received more penalties. So Broncos Brisbane made six more errors. Yeah. And Broncos gave ten penalties away. Uh Rabbitohs only got six away. So that's, that's what I mean when, when you look at that Broncos game. It's super proud, so proud. But it was a mammoth effort from the forward pack that did it. You know, the, again, the backs, although they had some really great moments and it was just, you know, they, I'm sure they'll sort it out. The backs definitely hurt them, you know, quite substantially. Yep. Um, but, you know, we all have bad games. Not that not they bad games. I, I thought Tomato Martin, not a bad game, but I just think that he was a little bit off. Um, the other boys, I actually think Corey Oates has been fantastic, but 
if you if you had that Bucks make the same, the concern I have for the Rabbitohs is this: if the Broncos Bucks just play solidly and they don't make those errors, what's the score? What's the score? And that's my concern with the Rabbitohs. Mm. What do you reckon, Timmy? The Bunnies been trying to make sense of why they've been so poor, and we've had a few different uh, things we've spoken about in the halves, new combinations, whatnot. I'm reserving saying that they're in strife until Latrell gets back yep. because they're really lacking punch out of the back of the field, particularly coming out of their back end. You look, they've got Blake Taft there, who's a little fella, uh, AJ there, who's pretty small, Tane Milne, who's a bit of size on the wing for them. But I just think that they're lacking that punch. So they're starting their sets off not on the front foot like they have the last couple of years, particularly last season. So I think when the trail comes back and does that, and from tackle one, tackle two, if they're winning those first couple of tackles, all of a sudden they're starting their sets and they've got Cookie running off the back of quick play the balls, Cam Murray running off the back of play the balls. Um, their error eight, you mentioned before, they're the most, they've got the most errors in the competition. So I think they can resolve that easy enough over time. It's a bit of an attitude thing, but they'll sort that out. They so, did last year. As they came into mm, the finals last year, they became like so ruthless, yeah. so ruthless. So I think they get on top of the error count. Latrell comes back. They're a much better side out of their own half. And I think that just changes the whole dynamic of that bunny side. In the meantime, again, you sort of look and go, how much time do we have before we're getting towards the, the, the business end of the season? But Ilias and Cody, they should click at some point. Um, you know, easier said than done, isn't it? We need to see mm. it. But I wouldn't be too worried. If Latrell comes back and they start dishing out ordinary performances, then I'm going, all right. There's more to this. There's mm. more issues than we think there is. So. My, my key worry is that this was supposed to be South's soft draw yeah. and Latrell's out, so they're trying to get as many wins as they can. But if you look at the draw at the back end of the year, it's a brutal run to the finals. And on, on top of that is like without Latrell, they made a grand final last year. So you always want to be progressing. So, But, but I do agree with you. I do agree with you is that if Latrell comes back and we're still having this concern, then it's like, oh, shit, like something needs to change here. And we have to remember they took the storm to the death you know, with Latrell on that side, like to the death. It took a yeah. Ryan Pappenews and field goal. So I agree it's not panic station for the Rabbitohs yet, but it is a, you're getting to a point where like... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's concerning. Like you're getting to like, we need to fix something here because if we keep doing this and we start playing, as you said, Maddie, that back end of the season and we're going against like the Eels, the Panthers, all the big dogs, and we haven't sorted out these little kinks, it could be, uh, yeah. Well, mate, you, you look at the next three weeks heading into their bye without Latrell. They, they go Warriors, Raiders, Tigers. They need to win every Tigers beat them a few weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, mate, I, the they Warriors played terribly time. yesterday, but – like surely they're going to bounce back to some extent, aren't they? Like, mm. I don't think that's going to be an easy game for South Sydney. It, like they're ninth at the moment. If they only win, let's say one of those next three games, which I don't think is an outrageous thing to say, mm. all of a sudden they could be twelfth, thirteenth, mm. waiting for Latrell to come back after a bye. 
Yeah, it's interesting. I think they should be able to win all three of those matches. They should be able to. Well, if, if, yeah, if, I can understand them maybe dropping one. They shouldn't. They should win at least two of those. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting. Uh, but look, it's what round we're heading into round ten. Yep. As I said, you just you're getting to that stage. Like it's not round six anymore. Where you're like, ah, fuck, that, it really doesn't matter. It's like, oh, shit, we're, we're nearly in the middle of the season right now. Yeah, and I mean, mate, you look at their last four weeks. They beat Canary where they scored all their points when there was a Sinmin off the field. They then got done by the Tigers. They then beat Manly with 12. Then they get beat by the Broncos when they win just about every stat in the game. Yeah. Then you go through the origin period. They'll lose Luttrell there. Campbell Graham could play a bit of origin. Cam Murray. Damien Cook, Cam Murray, Jai Arrow, Kloma Tungy's a chance at origin, so... Bloody tough period for them. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I, I think I think they'll bounce back. I, I do think they'll bounce back. But it's just, as I said, starting to go, hmm. You're getting past the point of it's early, new combinations into what's something's just a little bit off. So, uh, it, look, if, if they can get – if they win three from three in the next three weeks, that puts them in great stead. Like that's – if I'm Demetrio, that's, that's my goal is like, boys, we've got three matches – Let's just win that. We head into the bye. You'll have your time off. By that stage, Troll will be back by then, I'd assume. Hopefully. Hopefully. Then we can move into working towards the finals footy. Uh, <laughs> funny team. Like we got to the end of round four and went, fuck, they got through that well. Yeah. yeah. But they're just a little bit off putting it together. Now they've got this good run. Coming. As Maddie said before, it's, it's crazy how their season's played out. Well, again, they're just so hard to predict because let's say the Rabbitohs had their soft start, their soft draw at the start of the season. Would, would, would have they been able to build enough confidence to get them through these games? They had such a start, tough start to the year, arguably the toughest. It's, it's really hard to judge where they really are right yeah. now because you're going, well, they lost Wayne, they lost Reynolds, uh, they lost Dan Gagai, so it's going to take them some time. But now when you lose to a, like the Broncos, we ask, are the Broncos so much better than we thought they are last year? Like are they genuinely a top eight side and that's fair enough that they lost or was it the Rabbitohs that played poorly? So... I think they'll bounce back. I think they'll bounce back. And you're right. We have to remember, any team that loses their main superstar, which is Latrell Mitchell, usually struggles a little bit. Any of the you know, teams outside of the Storm and, and Penrith mm-hmm. usually struggle a little bit. So, like, if the Eels lost Mitchell Moses, I think they would struggle. Um, if the Broncos lost Reynolds, I think they would struggle. So, we have to take that into consideration, if I the think. the Raiders lose Matt Frawley, we'll probably struggle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so, we have to take that into consideration. Uh, but... Very disappointing. Uh, what, what, are, what are your thoughts about the, the loss? Yeah, it was it was disappointing. But the, the turning point for me was um, when it was, I think it was 18-6, South scored 18-12, thought, great, bit of momentum coming here, we're, we're coming back. And then Totola drops the ball off the kickoff, yeah. then they give away a penalty on tackle two or whatever it was, and then Reynolds kicks a goal. For, that, for me, that, coupled with uh, having three try-scoring opportunities in the first 20 minutes and Broncos turning them away, their confidence was just out the window. So, mm. yeah, I, I think Broncos should be really happy ha- with that win. I will say just on Latrell though, I don't, it, you can't blame injuries, but I feel like Taft probably didn't have his best night under the high ball. And mm. that, you know, that led to a couple of Brisbane tries. So I, I feel like Latrell probably would have made a difference, but he wasn't there. So there's there's no excuse. They were, they had a really off night, South. Yeah. And also Broncos defence, they were missing Haas and Kate Wall. So... Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.